Hi guys, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Pixel Clicks Podcast. I'm Jordan, and today's shirt is brought to you by tfury.com, who we are not sponsored by. Oh yeah, Project yeah. M. One day. But One as day always, I'm not, I'm not alone. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Start. Let's start with you, Cody. Hi, I'm Cody, and I'm a PC gaming addict. <laughs> Shane, how about you? Hi, I'm Shane, and Jordan just gave away my name, so... <laughs> so hey, I'm Sergio. Uh, I, I, uh, I do things. Fantastic. Stuff and things. <laughs> so, you know, let's get right into it. There's a bunch of news that's been coming out recently, so let, let's, let's talk about that. What do you guys got? Uh, I think the biggest thing this week was definitely uh, the big game studio in town. As the artist formerly known as Sony Online Entertainment uh, has gone and uh, completely out of the blue. I don't think I, I, anyone whatsoever in the industry had the slightest clue that they were going to just suddenly be bought by an investment group. And now they're named, uh, what is it called? Uh, Daybreak Studios. Daybreak Studios, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Ready they, Daybreak Studios. Daybreak, no, it's not the day. Daybreak Studios. Daybreak Game Company. Daybreakers. Daybreak Game Company. That's right. That's right. But yeah, that's totally out of left field. Ethan Hawk. I kind of feel like not even Smedley knew it was going to happen. But (laughs) (laughs) Smedley probably would have groomed his hair a little more if he knew about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So basically, Sony Online Entertainment is no more. It is now Daybreak Game Studios, right? Game Company. Game company, and, right. and they're now owned by uh, LLC guys. LLC. Uh, so, what, what, what's the company that that owns them now? It's an uh, investment company. I think it's uh, Columbus Nova. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like Columbus yeah. Nova. They own a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Nothing like too huge uh, that I've known of, but um, so if, I think like the one guy. He doesn't. He's part of the company, but the company itself didn't do it. But he's the guy who like bought Harmonix. Yeah. So and they've been doing like okay since then. So. So so I feel like um, I have to ask this question, guys. What does this mean for EverQuest next and Planet Side Two and I was thinking, his, and the Hizzy? I mean H one Z one. But like the the thing they immediately were like, oh my god, we're yeah, of course, yes, Xbox, we're totally gonna do that now. Yeah, so it was a huge thing that you know the big leap for them. I'm curious to see where that goes with with EverQuest next and and whatnot. Like I'm totally open to to um, former SOE working for titles for Xbox. That'd be freaking cool. Like I, I would I would love Planet Side Two to go to the Xbox One because uh, they they need more free to play games and more MMOs in general for the Xbox. Well, you know, you'll get that, but you have to have a subscription to Xbox Live first. That's true, but yeah. I mean, you also need you also need PlayStation Plus to play online games. For nope, not PS4. for not for EO uh, Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited. True, that is true. Um, not for uh, not for the uh, DC Universe Online. But <laughs> but, but also. I I I could have sworn um, Elder Scroll Elder Scrolls Online. Um, you don't need Xbox Live to play online on Xbox One. Nope, you do. Do you seriously? Yep. Microsoft. Uh, yeah. 
That's what right, that's well. what everyone on the internet is making fun of the the box My, art and Microsoft needs you to be paying for Xbox Live. For give us your money. Oh wait, no wait. Even so, for Elder Scrolls Online, it's 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 buy once. You don't. It's not subscription anymore. Yeah, uh, but there, well, there is a like subscription as well that you can do. We don't know the extent oh, to yeah. the. You know, not yet. We don't know how free it is after you buy it. That's yeah. true. From what I read, they did a big thing on it. From what I read, is basically like everything that's in the game right now is going to be completely free. Like they're not going to touch anything like that. It's all like basically stuff that they would have put in patches is going to be like paid DLC. All right. Uh, See, this is this is why I didn't buy it at first because I knew this was going to happen, and now I'm going to buy it. And now I'm going to like it. And now I'm going to have fun. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I, I did. I I enjoyed playing Elder Scrolls. Uh, on PC, we what we played at E3, I think you and me, Cody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was fun enough. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait for the console version. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people, to like myself as well, who were just kind of like, it's cool, but where, why would I pay 15 bucks a month for this? Yeah. So now this is like the perfect area, and the you know it's gonna have a microtransaction store, and you can buy mounts and stuff like that. But most of there's so far. On the uh, the test server that they have up, there's not anything like out there. Why? It's just like it's pretty much like costumes and mounts. Yeah. And uh, they haven't set the final pricing yet, but the preliminary uh, pricing that they have up there is actually like really generous. Um, you somebody worked it out depending on like the the price of the upgrade to uh, Imperial Edition. Um, it makes it look like it's pretty much like a hundred crowns is one dollar, and you get fifteen hundred crowns for uh, doing the monthly subscription. So that would pay for itself right there, let alone the yeah. bonuses that you get. Interesting. But anyway, let's stop talking about Elder Scrolls Online. Let's go back <laughs> to yeah, Jaden Kingdom. Let's um, go back to the dinosaur. So I, the dinosaur. I'm, I'm curious, like. Um, we we still know much about EverQuest next, right? It's just mo- mostly about Landmark. Yeah, but most part, I mean, they announced it and they showed all that stuff off at first. They've pretty much been mum as a word. Yeah, and then um, so wait, do you guys think that uh, the Hizzy, I mean H1Z1, is going to come to PS4 and Xbox One? Yeah, I think it's definitely or for sure. I mean, people like money. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's basically guaranteed that Planet Side is going to come to. It's already going to PS4, and it's definitely going to come to Xbox One now. Yeah. Um, so H1Z1 yeah, really like see... seems like it's tailored for consoles. So Yeah, I, I'd like to see the Hizzy on console. Get the Hizzy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Get that Hizzy in here. Easy. <laughs> but do you, do you... So do you think this is a good move? Like, do you think this is this, yeah. this is good? It's kind of like or, a, up or... in the air. I mean, it seems like people are kind of torn. It could go either way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, SOE's kind of always been the redheaded bastard stepchild of Sony. True. They've, you know, since Sony went full speed ahead on consoles, SOE's always been PC. So they're just kind of like, oh, this is our quaint little cousin that we have here that makes PC games. Yeah. So they never, they were never like terrible to them or anything. But it was just kind of like we give you a modest amount of money and you do your thing. So. Being in with a new group that obviously like wants them to do good because they bought them, <laughs> uh, yeah. that could be really good. But at the same time, investment companies 
when they buy tech companies, it's usually to slash and burn and basically make as much profit as you can in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. yeah. So that's where people are worried about is it's just going to be, hey, we have PlanetSide 2 and H1Z1. We can make a bunch of money real quick. Start monetizing all the things, and then in two years, everything's going to be dead. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. They're going to Assassin's Creed all those games. Some people have rumored Mill um, said that's why. Because there was all that uh, controversy when H1Z1 first came out where all of a sudden, like, you could pretty much pay to win with the crates and stuff. They've since gone in and said they were going to fix everything like that. Yeah. But the rumor mill is uh, that that complete 180 shift at the last moment until all of a sudden now you have guns and whatnot that you can pretty much buy. Yeah. Uh, People think that was... A decision that was added in once the new company had like pretty much finalized that hey we're gonna be buying you so go ahead and put that DLC stuff in there. Uh, I, yeah. Actually, I can see that uh, because so. that's that was just so not what SOE does, you know. Yeah. Most of their other games. So. Well, in any case, I I hope everyone over at Day Daybreak Games Company. <laughs> it's just a weird totally name. Fine. I hope most people keep their jobs, but. I guess we would just have to wait and see what, what's going to happen with that. As everybody in the PS2 uh, or Plant Side 2 community is saying, is if, Hig- if Higby uh, leaves, then the ship is going to sink. <laughs> so keep your eye on Higby's Twitter and see if he uh, suddenly has a new job anytime soon. Oh, yeah. That, yep, that, that, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh... Next thing we should probably talk about is that, of course, this week Joystick closed down along with a bunch of other of theirs, like Massively and uh, WoW Insider. Yeah. AOL pretty much took the hatchet to all their gaming coverage. I'm mostly depressed about Joystick uh, getting the axe. Especially, yeah. especially because uh, when the rumor first started that, that AOL is going to you know, discontinued joystick, and they didn't tell joystick. That yeah. was gonna be... So joystick, joystick had some hilarious coverage on them. Yeah, they, they had to cover their own closure. Like, <laughs> we might be closing. We don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> so awful. Yeah. The no. uh, the one the one thing that's come out of it is Wow Insider. Uh, the guys, most of the guys behind that, uh, actually put together a Patreon and made. Oh. A huge amount of money immediately, and now they have their a new website up called, uh, I think it's uh, BlizzardWatch.com. BlizzardWatch. Okay. So it sounds like they're gonna expand to all the Blizzard games, which is a smart move. Wow Insider always had good coverage, but it was a little sparse at times. Yeah. I mean, you for for when it comes to the game industry, the gaming industry, you really gotta diversify. If if you are an expert in one thing, that's good. But eventually, once that dries up, what are you going to do now? Like Right. And it was like people were saying on Reddit, you know, it's like a lot of the stuff they would post, you could easily find on other websites. So yeah. they need to do something to kind of give themselves a boost when they started out in a new place. And with all the different Blizzard games that are out there now, you could easily make a good website just on Blizzard stuff. I mean, God, Overwatch is coming, and here the storm is blown up, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, going back to Joystick, like the thing that really made me sad about Joystick closing down was because I, I listened to you know the Super Joystick podcast, 
and um, for for a time, for a time last year, um, their RSS feed like for uh, um, for iTunes and stuff just wasn't working. So everyone who was subscribed <laughs> to the Joystick Podcast would not get the Joystick Podcast. Always fun. Yeah, like it like in October, like it stopped. It all stopped working, and then like around December, they got back up. But then it was basically they had like three podcasts and boom, they're they're done now. Like, <laughs> like they, they continuously did their podcast. So you have to go to Joystick's website to download the podcast from there and everything. We have to go through this whole rigmarole. But um, yeah, like so they had all the all these troubles last year, and then this year, boom, they get the axe. Yeah, and, and didn't they uh, like relatively recently switch over to a no number like scoring? And that that was really cool. Yeah, like yeah, was uh, I was happy to see that. It was like the second week of January where they switched over to okay, no more, no more numbered um, reviews. We're just gonna go. Oh man, you mean I have to read stuff? Oh. Yeah, like when when we, uh. review, when we review games, they're gonna just give their opinion. They're not gonna give a number to it. It's just Too like read it and then you decide. Like, I'm gonna go get my burritos. <laughs> like I I like sites that don't give out. Um, Review scores because, yeah. honestly, it, it is a very arbitrary number. Like, yeah, I mean, and as as we all like, and we all know that when it really comes down to it, all it pretty much all these scores are the same. If it's remotely good, it's going to be an eight or above. Yeah. Then you know, it's like they forget. Hey, there's like these whole numbers between one and seven that you could be giving, and I think it's because like. It, they're just afraid that, like, hey, if I give it a seven, nobody's gonna buy this game, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of that is tied to uh, the kind of the bullshit that uh, Metacritic has created with, you know, these companies that the publisher yeah. is saying, like, oh yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get a bonus unless you hit 85% or whatever, like, you know, as we all know from Fallout New Vegas. Oh god, yeah. They're off by like what one point? Yeah. So they didn't get their bonus, like huge <laughs> bonus. Yeah. And so I'm glad to see websites like Joystick saying, hey, we're not going to play that game. This is messed up. Yeah. And then, like, one of the weird things about Metacritic, it's like um, they arbitrarily give um, numbers to sites that don't use a numbered scale. Yeah, like, I yeah. read that. I thought that was, you know, yeah. you don't want to play our game? Fuck you. We're going to just throw a number on there. Yeah, like because, like, Kotaku, they, they only they use a yes-no maybe scale. And I believe um, Metacritic translate that into a number somehow. Yeah, they translate <laughs> like, a yes into a ten, no into a zero, and maybe into a five. I think. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a beautiful way of doing it. Absolutely that, beautiful. That makes no <laughs> every game, all these games, ten out of ten. <laughs> that that that's that's so. dumb. Tacos just dropping the tens. Yeah, yeah. Wild tens stuff. on tens on tens. Surprisingly, Kotaku doesn't actually give out that many yeses. I've noticed. Yeah, which is which is good because that that they at least explain why it's like uh maybe you should wait on this because it's not a great yeah. game yeah. yet. Maybe wait for the first few patches and then play yeah. <coughs> Destiny. <coughs> Unity. <laughs> oh God. I just uh, watched. Uh, you guys know Burger Power, right? The guy who, who the YouTuber, he, they basically just play and they they try and break the game, and 
they play. I just watched them playing Uni, and it was hilarious because like within seconds of them starting, the game had already broken itself. Oh jeez. They're just like this. This is the game does it for us. <laughs> See. I have Unity on my Xbox One, but I have not started it because a I don't like Assassin's Creed all that much, uh, and, and and two I don't want to play a broken game. Yeah, Which, and it sucks because like from what I did play of it, yeah. it seemed like a really like it could be cool. Yeah, I didn't have a pirate ship, but I could you know maybe get over that. But all the bugs and just how terribly it ran. Which again was another thing. The game was gorgeous. When you actually had in your frame rate. Yeah. Sorry, I it need my been amazing. <laughs> but it was. Uh, and, but yeah, and the co-op was like surprisingly well developed. You know, yeah. we I was really surprised doing that with my friend. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, so back back. One more thing about joystick. Like, uh, in their last two days of of like being a site. Um, they released a whole bunch of like short audio blogs, basically with um, with just uh, the writers and the people who worked at Joystick just talking about what they loved about Joystick, and it was all very sad yeah. <laughs> because they're all like recounting like, their the favorite gaming moments and then like why they liked Joystick, and then yeah, it was just it was so sad to hear them. They're like, yeah, we're gonna miss this site so much because this was our family. I always hate it when when that happens, where they just get the the rug pulled out from underneath them. You know, the one yeah. I always remember was uh, the uh, I think I can't remember the name of the studio, but Tabula Rasa, that game. Uh, ah. that was the one I always remember because like the day before, the NC stuff announced that they were closing down that studio. The devs had made a huge post about all the stuff they were going to be adding to the game, and they were all super <laughs> excited and and everything. And then like the next day, you're all fired. Yeah. Oh, like, God. oh man, like that's when you know, like the devs had no idea. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, Just get like right in your ass like that. Yeah, sir, like you know, you know the guys at Joystick had no idea this was coming because yeah, they just got rid of review scores. Yeah. And then literally like two weeks later, they get the X. <laughs> it's rough. It's really rough. Yeah, sure. I, I, I believe it was a uh, Richard Mitchell who who used to write for Joystick. He he was one who put up. Like this editorial explaining why they're not using review scores anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like kind of bitter that he wrote this whole passionate thing about <laughs> it and then got fired. Like, I just wrote a book, man. Yeah, but I, you know, joystick massively. Uh, Wow Insider, you guys will be missed. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do the ending of Terminator for you guys. <laughs> I was trying to do like a sad song, and I instead somehow almost made the Star Wars music. <laughs> I had to stop myself. I will but... be right back. You guys keep going. Okay. I'll try and get Sergio back. I don't know where he <laughs> went. Uh, wait, what's the next topic? Uh, I was, I dying was light. Say, uh, yeah, let's talk about dying light. Some. Oh my uh, gosh, I want to play played it. Yet? Oh, you haven't played it yet? Okay. Yeah. I picked it up. Yeah. Uh, it's actually been pretty fun, like surprisingly fun. Really? Uh, I played the first Dead Island, and it, I mean, that was, we all know Dead Island. It was not a very good game. It, it was fun enough, but then it was it was way too repetitive. Yeah, but, and, and Dying Light, I mean, at its core, it feels like a very similar game. Like, I make the joke. It's like, hey, our first zombie 
survival game didn't do good. What should we do? Let's make another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this time, like, they actually made a good game. Yeah. Like, every, you know, this, there's, the skills are really interesting, and the parkour system is freaking awesome, especially once yeah. you get all the upgrades for it. What, yeah. what I read is that when the game acts, when uh, Dead Island came out, they were kind of embarrassed because they didn't have enough time to make it as good as they wanted it to. I wouldn't be surprised by that, you know. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I mean, they, they, <laughs> the problem with Dead Island is that they had that fantastic trailer. <laughs> and yeah. everyone watched this trailer like, oh my god, it's going to be the best game of all time. And the game comes out and it, has, and it was like nothing like the trailer at all. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things I did like is uh, the tr- the one big trailer that they put in the game uh, th- that they put out for uh, Dying Light. Uh, somebody on Reddit pointed out like it's an actual like it's actually in the game. You talk to the guy like he goes out on this mission, he gets effed up, and you yeah. talk to him afterwards, and you and someone was like, "Holy crap, that's the trailer! That's him getting out there and getting effed up." <laughs> you know, that's cool that they like hey they realize. Last time we put a cool trailer out, it had nothing to do with the game. We should fix that this time. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. granted, in, in Dead Island, um, right at the beginning of the game, if you go like to the other end of one of the hallways, you will find uh, that dude and his wife. They're dead now. But then, yeah. Yeah, which I guess that was cool. But <laughs> Dead Island was worth it to me just because it had that song by Sam. Who do you, I've, who do you voodoo, bitch? Who do you, who do you, who do you voodoo? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. That, oh, my gosh. The song. I don't want to be with you while the daughter's flying out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'm, God. Like, I, I had fun with Dead Island, but, yeah, like, it, it, it got old very, very fast. And, and I'm I'm glad to see that that dying light um I guess fixes most of that right like yeah it's I mean there's a lot of the issues that I saw in Dead Island are not here for sure except for game story they did not oh, wow. uh, I mean it's definitely better than Dead Island but yeah. it's still pretty much like hey let's take every trope from every remotely related thing to zombies and put it yeah. in the story yeah. you know <laughs> well, it's I mean, not like... terrible but. You, you know, it's you, there's very few times that I was remotely surprised by stuff happening. Now, I've never written for a video game. I've made a movie, but I've not made a video game. Now, I'm, I can so. I can make a movie go two hours, but I don't think I have the stamina to make a story for a video game go thirty eight thousand hours. <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 that's fair. I mean, it's it's always hard uh, to write a good story for an open world game. Like uh, the 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 game I, I like to go to to point towards is Skyrim. Like that game is yeah. fantastic. But the thing that's interesting though is <laughs> with like Skyrim, like pretty much all the quests were bad for the most part. Like yeah. they were like amazing, but. It's like counterintuitive in the sense that like uh, the main quests for Dying Light, they're not like terrible by any means. They're nothing special, but some of like just the random encounter side quests in the game are freaking hilarious. And like I had to escort a guy who was like convinced he was a werewolf, and if he didn't get to a new <laughs> like place, he would kill everyone when the moon came up. <laughs> 
Yeah. So you had to, and he was just like running around growling at people and, and shit. It was amazing. I was like, this is the best quest <laughs> ever. Ten out of ten game right here. You know, and that was just like a random encounter thing. Like ninety percent of people probably won't even see it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of just really funny, weird quests like that, but also some that game's effing dark. That is one of the darkest games. Like some really messed up stuff happens in that game. Well, the zombie apocalypse, I would expect there to be very dark things happening. Yeah. I mean, there's one quest. It was a side quest where, like, there's a fishing village, and if anybody gets bitten, they kick everyone out. And so they, this mother got bitten. They kick her out. Her kids go looking for her. And so you have to go find the kids and save them, and then they talk to them. And they're like, oh, this strange man, he, he uh, he's keeping my mom. and whatever. Basically, it turned into, like, a sex dungeon. It's really messed up. <laughs> like, whoa! I was not expecting that. Like, maybe he was just like, I don't know. And then you open the door, and you're like, whoa! Okay, this does not. This is gross. Now just got mature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I, there's something I, I I need to know. Um, how early can you get the drop kick ability? Uh, like really early. It's like one of the first things you can get. Yeah. So when you drop, and it's amazing. Like, do they always fly like fifty thousand feet away from you? <laughs> um, I don't really use it that much, so I can't say. Though I do have a mod because there's a lot of mods for dying light. Yeah. I have a mod for it that uh the guy increased like the damage of like all the physical attacks, and yeah. every time I kick somebody, they just fly off like a freaking rocket. <laughs> amazing. I'll be like in an enclosed room, just kicking people, and they're flying all over the place. You're, it basically like turns you into Hancock. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's it's it is it is for sure. I don't even like use the sword most of the time. I just have my yeah. fist out. I'm just like <laughs> boxing people. Uh, well, okay. So how how does the multiplayer work in in Dying Light? It's very it's just like Dark Souls esque. Yeah, a little bit. Well, they have, like, an invasion type thing. I mean, that's pretty much standard for all these games anymore. Mm. Um, But the co-op, just, like, for playing PvE is pretty much just, like, you know, Left 4 Dead or anything like that, you know? Yeah. It's pretty, uh, you know, you just run around. The co-op makes the game way better because the animations for other people are absolutely hilariously bad at times. <laughs> like, half the fun of co-op is just seeing the weird-ass animations. Yeah. Or you'll just be, like, hanging on a ledge with your eyes sticking over, like, soon. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> the game, well, at least so far with me, I felt like it's kind of easy. So yeah. with co-op, it makes it, like, a, a complete joke. Okay, well... You got that going with you. They need I feel like they needed like a difficulty slider at some point. But again, like I don't know if the mods work in multiplayer, but there's plenty of mods out there too that like greatly increase the difficulty. So yeah. if that's your thing, you can do that. I, I I always thought the difficulty came from when like if you misjudged how late it was in the day, then like you know like, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like I during suppose, the day, just yeah. like normal biter people, like they're you absolutely retirely weak like you they you just walk around i have i just walk around with the machete just swinging it wildly and just like every single hit cuts people on half it's just like at this time at this point i'm just like bored of it you know you're just yeah. swinging your mm. but then at night um the special guy has come out and those guys are like almost impossible to kill 
It's ridiculous. I yeah. you can I'm I tried to kill one of them at one point with the uh, the assault rifle, and I unloaded like two full clips in him, and he was still attacking me. Oh, jeez. It's like this is, and then there's like a, ten of them at any time attacking you too, and they have special animations where they like jump on you, and you have a quick time event you have to do. Yeah. And if you don't do it perfect, you just die instantly. Yeah. So at nighttime, like if if you want the difficulty, you play during the night because that is ret- incredibly hard. So so for these crazy zombies, like, um, do normal zombies turn into these like super vicious zombies, or is it just like these guys sleep during the day and they come out at they, night? Like, they and sleep like... during the day. Okay. Yeah. There's slightly more aggressive zombies during the day too. Yeah. And then there's a couple um, variants, and you know, like they have the big bruiser type guys, and they got spitters, and they got exploders, pretty much, you know, uh, left for okay. dead type guys. Yeah. yeah. But those are essential. Yeah. But uh, those are, you know, they're a little bit harder, but they're not too crazy. It's more nighttime when the uh, I forget what they call them, but the I think they call them no, I can't remember the names, but they look very different. They're smart. They run incredibly fast. They hunt in packs. You know, those guys, that's when you need to go run away and hide in the corner and cry because you're not going to have a fun time. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and there's a few missions in the game like you have to play at night. And yeah. Those are like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I can I, I sign of that. Like, I, I want to pick it up eventually, but I have a lot on my plate so far. Yeah, right I just wish there was a little <laughs> bit more... Uh, it wasn't so extreme, you know, like daytime just becomes an absolute joke and nighttime yeah. you're just running around crying. <laughs> <laughs> and in my experience so far, the humans are supposed to be really dangerous and scary and I just yeah. completely wiped the floor with them. So <laughs> it's so easy to just run into a group of them before they even realize you're there and kill like three or four of them. Yeah. I'm saying like a lot. It's because I'm tired. I'm sorry. That happens. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I realize I'm saying it at least every sentence. <laughs> like every sentence. Oh, there you go. You did it again. Yeah. See, see, podcast listeners, you might not know this. It might be I'm, like I'm 12 p.m. for you right now in the afternoon. For us, it's it's middle of night. So it's <laughs> <laughs> at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we seem loopy, you know why. Yeah. It's all right though. Once it hits one, we'll hit our barrier and switch right from being loopy to insane. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so another game that's coming out soon uh, is Evolve. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Because there's been a lot of controversy about that game. You know, just because it's from Turtle Rock. I am going to play that game. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I could get get it early for a review, but who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it just because I really enjoy Left 4 Dead, and I would like to try something different with you know that sort of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to be a giant monster that kills people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't really? Personal dream, personal dream of mine. Everybody wants to be Godzilla. So yeah. let's talk about these controversies. What they is? What they is indeed. The controversy is controversy. the pre-order DLC. It has an astronomical <laughs> amount of different DLC 
in different tiers, and it's really hard to get all the DLC. It's one of the. It's probably. I mean, I'll, it's probably the worst DLC pre-order fiasco I've ever seen. I yeah. Mean, there's there's many maps you don't get. There's many uh, monsters you don't get. It's it's a mess. Yeah. Isn't one of them like. Like, if you don't pre-order the game, you won't get the Goliath, which is a giant rock monster, and um, you'd have to pay 15 bucks later to get him if you don't yeah. pre-order the game. And there's at least one or two of them, like, the actual monsters you don't yeah. get unless you pre-order. That, that stuff is – that's just stupid. That's, that's a horrible business practice. Irreparable yeah. damage. We, we always have pre-order DLC of some sort, but it's usually yeah. something minor. Yeah. It's not – you know, the – we're going. The game's not even out yet, and we're having huge chunks of this game is already DLC. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, it's never a good sign. Like, I don't. And, know. It, and it's really done a lot to temper people's excitement about the game because you know the gameplay and stuff looks kind of like pretty cool. You know, yeah. and everything is. I saw at E3 and stuff. I was like, God, this is. I'm intrigued. This is something I haven't seen before. I'm interested in this, and then. I go to maybe go buy it, and you read, oh, good God, what is all, oh, what is, no, no, whoa. Yeah. You mean I got to buy this version and that version and that, whoa. And yeah. it, like, literally, you have to go online to one of the wikis and look at a chart just to figure out what the hell you're buying. Yeah. Because oh, there's yeah. just so much stuff. The Excel spreadsheet of it. <laughs> it's pretty much an, you know, a spreadsheet. It's, it's ridiculous. Like... Personally, like uh, this year, I've told myself I'm not going to pre-order anything. Right. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not doing that this year because I'm. I'm I already didn't do that, but okay. Yeah. I'm I'm that or you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know I'm I'm tired of these business practices. But the thing that is depressing to me is that even though there's all this controversy about pre-ordering games and getting all these things for DLC, whatever. Um, it's still going to happen because people yeah. are still pre-ordering games and mm-hmm. just just to capitalize on these pre-order bonuses, like right. And so, like that's why these things like this will never stop. They will always keep happening because there's people out there that's like, I don't care. I'm just going to pre-order the game. I want these things. And, and I mean, and you, and you got to realize too is a decent chunk of any game especially console games, is going to be the younger crowd, and yeah. a 14-year-old kid's not going to care about this. Yeah. He's just going to want to play his game. And that's sure. that's what a lot of these publishers, I think, are, are banking on, is the fact that, you know, as much controversy is brewed among the older crowd, most of their money is coming from the younger crowd, and the younger crowd just wants to kill things. True. Yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's It's really disheartening, really. <laughs> Just, you know, but, I remember when the huge controversy over you know Mass Effect Three and having a a completely optional character in the DLC and how much outrage I was over this. And now you have things like Evolve where you have multiple characters that are cut out completely. Yeah. I I just I just want I just want uh, publishers and developers to just go with the Nintendo model in that when the game comes out, the game is complete. And then later, if they, if they have more, since they have more time, they could put out DLC for it. You know, I give you my money. I want the game. It's just that simple. I don't want the game and then like some other things that may have been in the game, but we cut out and said no, they're not part of the game. They're just other things. Yeah, like I, I want, I want the game to come out complete, and then 
since the developers have extra time, then they come out with DLC for it. That's what I want. It's my content, and I want it now. Yeah, it's my content, and I want it now. I'm not going to say anything to either of you guys. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) It just sucks, too, when it it hurts the game's uh, marketing drive and whatnot, because... You know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's just speaking of another game that's uh, had some rough uh, early press. Uh, Battlefield Hardline just had its second beta after going back to the drawing board for a while. And uh, has anybody here played it? Uh, I, I played the uh, the beta. Yeah, the beta beta or the the beta. The beta uh, be- beta. Sergio, tell tell me what you think about Battlefield Hardline so far. Uh, it's whatever. Very <laughs> <laughs> straight that's how, point. That's that's how I could sum it up. It's like I don't know. It didn't do it for me. That's the best that I could say. Uh, I wanted to like it, uh, and it just felt. Oh, I don't know. It felt a little. It just wasn't Battlefield, is what I'm saying. Okay. That's kind of the vibe that I've gotten from just watching is it feels like it's got an identity crisis where it's like, hey, we're a cops and robbers game, but we have 64 people. It's like I've never seen a bank robbed with 32 people. And, and the thing, it's like, <laughs> it's not a bank robbery. That's a game. <laughs> I can't quite pinpoint why it doesn't do it for me or why it just didn't it doesn't have the thing that Battlefield usually does. Yeah. But just that it doesn't feel the same. Doesn't have okay. tanks. Uh, uh, really quick, Sergio, uh, did you did you play uh, Battlefield Four? Uh, I did not. I just have. I went from three to to nothing. From from three to Battlefield Hardline Beta. Yes. Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. I played the Battlefield Hardline Beta on both PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, there's no difference between the two. Um. That's good. And I really enjoy it. Um, oh. And here, here's the funny thing. Battlefield Hardline, the beta for Battlefield Hardline is a more stable game than Battlefield 4 was five months after release. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had mm-hmm. zero problems playing that game, and it's and it's fun. Like the I play devil's I, advocate on that, though, I will say is they've had the opportunity to learn from all the bugs. Yeah, that yeah, before yeah. made. Plus, they did have like another six months of development where they oh, yeah. go back and fix that stuff. Yeah. But they did spend that time wisely. Like, there's a lot of really cool changes they made. I like, you know, when the first beta was out. It was just like RPGs everywhere, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and now they, I like that they've cut that down a lot. That was yeah. one I really thought was cool. Yeah. So so yeah, in, in this current beta, it comes with um, uh, three different multiplayer modes, which is um, Heist, uh, Hotwire, and Conquest Large. Um, Heist is you know it's, it's the bank robbing um, mode, which is basically Payday Two or Payday One, <laughs> whichever. Um, but not. Well, as for the one level that they have, it's not that dynamic. It's just you know, you open up a safe, you grab. The money, and then you go to a um, a point to have it picked up by a helicopter. Oh, take the uh, money and run. At least this time, uh, like as opposed to to payday, there's people playing the cops, and 
they can actually they can kind of stand a chance against yeah. the bank robbers. There's not um, an endless stream of them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do agree. It is kind of ridiculous that there's 32 people, like there's there's like 32 people robbing a bank at one time. Yeah. How do you, how do you even equally uh, split money up where everyone's rich at that point? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think on console it, it's it, it's um, limited to 32 people max, so it's 16 16, which makes a bit more sense, but. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's still uh, um, a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I'd go the Joker route and slowly yeah. kill the ball off so I could get yeah. all the money. But, but considering, like, it's ridiculous considering the fact that when you're a bank robber, you can be a bank robber that has grenade launchers and, like, <laughs> like just weapons that bank robbers do not have. Yeah, that was the thing that like I'm like they've nerfed it a bit, but it's still kind of ridiculous. Like these people have better weaponry and armor and stuff than most of our soldiers have. Yeah, they they really do. And they're and, just supposed to be like you know L.A. gangsters and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, and I'm glad and, I don't live in that L.A. I'll tell you that. Yeah, seriously, it's a scary place. And, and it's funny because like uh, the police and all the and the villains or the thieves or whatever, they all. They all take the same amount of bullets to die, even though you see a police officer and he's decked out in all this armor, but you shoot him like five times in the foot and he dies, <laughs> like anyone else. It's just a flash wound. Like there's some things that there's a disconnect, like between like how it would really happen and how it happens yeah. in the game, but that's video games for you. Um, so there's technical things like that that you know are still a problem because considering that it's a battlefield game, it has to be some there has to be some sort of balance. Uh, but inherently, it's not going to happen. Like yeah. not when <laughs> um, the uh, the police can bring in A10s because reasons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, when but I yes. saw that in that trailer, I was just like, this game makes no sense. I don't know <laughs> if I'm okay with this. <laughs> So, so when you go to the the conquest level, it's in, it's at Dust Bowl, which is just a giant desert area, and like it's police very fighting original. against fighting against a uh, a giant meth like drug robot. Not not robot, but like um, it's like a meth compound. A kingpin? Not a kingpin, but uh, a meth gang. I've heard a robot. But like okay. a bunch of dudes just, that just make meth. Brian Cranston. Walter White and his friends. I mean, I haven't seen all of the uh, Easter eggs that are in the beta, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's there. Um, but in that level, when you are the bad guys, for some reason, they have access to helicopters. Okay. Like, military-style transport helicopters. Uh, or like cooks. Or, or like uh, little bird helicopters that have you know the the gallon guns in front of them. Like, <laughs> exactly. It, like it doesn't make any sense, but they, they have them. But, maybe I they mean, secretly hired like a private military corporation to help them out. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. We'll find but, out in the single player campaign. But I mean, as a battlefield game, um, it's fun. I'm I I have a lot of fun with it. it it's just battlefield again. Um, just a different skin, better engine this time around. Uh, and I like that they gave everyone grappling hooks and yeah. zip lines, and that makes things That was so the one thing that intrigued me, because it, I don't know if you guys played Battlefield 2, um, 
the expansion pack for it, Special Forces, was probably the most fun I've ever had in a, a, a first-person shooter game. Really? Running around at night, pitch black, being a ninja, climbing up buildings and shit. It was, it was oh, God, it was so much fun. But I, I, I saved a clip when I was playing on PS4 where um, I, I was sniping, and I was, I was laying on top of a, um, a hotel, and a little bird helicopter like flew past me, and then they turned around because they were trying to kill me, so I just aimed and shot the, the pilot, and it crashed. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to I, jump off and then hop in the helicopter, man. Come on. I, Action I would movie. have done that, but, I mean, like, so there's still Battlefield moments in Battlefield Hardline. Which, uh, that's good. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like, Visceral did a great job emulating the Battlefield style of gameplay, but I agree. It, it does feel slightly off, and I can't exactly put my finger on it. Yeah. It might be the, the, the lack of jets and tanks, but... I was going to say, is that was one thing, like, does it feel, like, radically different because there's not tanks and stuff around? When I... I, I miss the old, like, Battlefield infantry-only modes and things yeah. like that. Like, Battlefield 2142, infantry-only, Camp Gibraltar, greatest map, greatest game ever. So much fun. I mean, it, it, it does sort of feel like that, like, um... Where if you're on foot, you still matter, you know? Yeah, and that was my problem, I think, especially on PC, in because of the increased amount of armor and stuff that were on the maps, on the larger yeah. maps. Yeah. With with Battlefield 3, not so much, but especially in Battlefield 4, it's just, just freaking tanks everywhere, you know? And yeah. It felt like you couldn't not be an engineer player because every corner you go around, there's going to be another tank. So you have yeah. to be an engineer player. Yeah, basically. So that, that, that's one of the things I really like um, about Battlefield Hardline. But, yeah, the, the, since there's no tanks and no airplanes, that, that's going to that's gonna bother people, and that's going to make a lot of the people who play 4, 3, 2, 2142, all those games not want to play Hardline, which I'm fine with. If they don't want to play the game, don't play the game. Mm-hmm. I am most likely going to buy it because I really, really enjoy it and just every every now and then I just get in the mood for playing a game about a, a battlefield game like how every year I get a call of duty itch you know it just happens mm-hmm. yeah so I'm looking forward to it personally I'm still on the fence but I might I might be swayed yeah damn wallet this year <laughs> does it when's it come out do you know how fan uh no I don't know at okay. all. They might have. They might not even have a definitive date. Probably gonna be March because everything's in March. God, March this year is crazy. I if it's in March, I don't want. I would want them to push it back to at least like June ish. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Just so there is something to play during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? The, the summer why, why of a game. They, you got Witcher Three. It comes out in May. That's true. That's that gonna be true. my whole damn summer there. <laughs> you know, I think that might be my whole summer too. Yeah. Especially like, if it's as big as they, you know, not to go on a tangent, but they yeah. keep saying, you know, I the fact that they took off like six months, like the game's apparently completely done. Yeah. The six months that they added on were just to do bug fixes. To me, that seems like the game is so damn big that you have to take six months to bug fix it. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, mm, okay, this makes me happy. 
like granted i i I'll, I'll admit this right now i still haven't uh played uh um, witcher 2 and i have not beaten witcher 1 but i'm fool. gonna get i'm gonna get three just because it looks amazing i'm, cu- I'm curious how that's gonna work because witcher 2 i mean they're gonna have to have like a d- default save state of some sort oh yeah like for witcher 3 because um, and witcher 2 can vastly vastly different so I'm, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they maybe do something like it, where they kind of do like the Dragon Age Keep type idea for Witcher, because there's just so many choices in two. I feel like you kind of get screwed if you don't play it. Uh, well, I, I, I'm surprised you don't know this. Uh, in Witcher Three, right at the beginning, um, Geralt will like walk up to this dude, and he's like, he's like a chronicler, or like he's a historian or something, and he goes like down a list of, oh, so what did you do in your past adventure? You oh my god! Yeah, I, you answer a bunch of questions. Did, I need to look that up. Yeah. that's awesome if they did that. Yeah, because it that the, helps the, me because I was gonna play the game like ten freaking times and get all my saves, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, it hurts. Yeah, like so they're, they're implementing that because you know since it's also coming to consoles, there's scores of people who've never played a Witcher game, but they're gonna play Witcher three. That's and, smart. That's very yeah, smart. Yeah, so then you can pick. Like what happens, and then if you're I a PC, hear about that. Hmm. if you're a PC gamer that goes that's going to console, you can pick. Oh yeah, this this person died, this person lived, and like so on and so forth. Yeah, because it's the same problem Dragon Age had. You know, both of especially if like you all the stuff in the first game is like Witcher One and Dragon Age Origins are old as hell compared to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> still, so even if you did like play them, just still have your game saves lying around somewhere. That's asking them a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad that they did that. That's cool. Yeah, so I am looking forward to The Witcher. And also, Battlefield's great. Witcher. <laughs> Battlefield. Have to put Geralt in Hardline. I'll just, like, sword everybody and shoot fireballs at him. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Do it now. First person, Triss. <laughs> uh, what else do we got on here? Um, I just want to do a quick shout-out. Humble Bundle. If you're a PC gamer... You need to get your butt over there and do a Humble Bundle because right now they have a uh, Star Wars bundle and it's absolutely amazing the amount of games that you get in it. Yeah. We've got Knights of the Old Republic, probably one of the best RPGs ever made. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, great game. Star Wars Dark Forces, kind of old. Star Wars Empire at War, which I haven't played yet, but a lot of people... Yeah. I've heard, I was surprised, I looked at the, uh, the reviews on Steam and they were very positive. So if you like RTSs, there you go. You get both of the Force Unleashed games. That may or may not be good, depending on who you are. First one's You get good. the critically acclaimed Battlefront 2. So you get a little tease of what Battlefront is before the new one comes out. You, of course, also get the second Knights of the Old Republic. And you get the greatest game ever made, Star Wars Republic Commander. That game is so damn good. No, sorry, you, you mispronounced the Force Unleashed. Yeah, <laughs> I did. How did I say it? No, no, I'm not kidding. Oh yeah, you're talking about the greatest game of all time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played that one, but I, I, I probably should. It's it's Star Wars Republic Commando is so damn good. Yeah, for just the a first like Force on rails was good. Second one, no, never, never. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I kind of jumped the shark in that second one. But I mean, in the beginning of the second one, you play as Darth Vader. I do not care. <laughs> don't care. Usually, if a Star Wars game was like, "Hey, you can play as Darth Vader," I'd be like, "Great, 
But in this particular case, <laughs> no! I don't want Well, but in Soul Calibur Five, when you can play as Darth Vader on Xbox 360. <laughs> I got the PS4 version so I could play as Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's still not all the games, too. There's still more to come. I'm really interested to see what the hell they could add into this, because it's pretty much got everything. Um, maybe do like a Star Wars, The Old Republic, the MMO pack of some sort. Who knows? Excellent. Get all of that. You get all of that for twelve bucks. That is an yeah. insane amount of insanely good games for twelve bucks. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Like, <laughs> and you support charity. I mean, come oh, on. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's for a good cause. Things. For a good cause. For the children. Do it for, for the, the children. children. UNICEF. Come on. Do it for UNICEF and the children. Yes, uh... do it for. There was also, well, let's see how much time we have. Got like eight minutes or so. Uh, there was a trailer that came out this week for a game called Persona 5. Oh, I will speak to those particular gamers at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was excited by the trailer for Persona 5 because it showed a good amount of surprising things about the gameplay and the story. Um, the last few games, for the most part, you've actually played pretty morally good people. Generally, have been very on the line about everything. Yeah. But this trailer kind of gave out that the new characters you're going to play are a little more on the less morally inclined side. Oh, um, they oh, oh, oh. are troublemakers. Still high schoolers. Um, yeah, of course. But that, that, that's a must. Yeah, it has to be high schoolers. Um, unfortunately, high schoolers, I was kind of hoping they'd go back to Persona 2 where you're playing like older people but high school drama works for Persona I guess I mean high school drama is the most important drama of your life so yeah totally <laughs> no <laughs> not at all um but it also showed that they're gonna put in um a little more stuff from their other series. Yeah. Forgetting the name at the moment. But <laughs> um, basically you can have two two different weapons. One's like, a, most of the characters have like a gun of some sort. And then they also have a main weapon of some sort. Uh, no. So that would be an interesting change. And of course there was like platforming. There was like a hallway scene where you can like hide behind cover and stuff. Yeah. It was just a I'm lot watching a trailer right now. There's a blonde chick. She's hot and she has a cat suit. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 10 out of 10. There is a cat woman impersonator in the game. There is also so... a literal cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I, this guy, oh my god, this guy's going super sane. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to tell you, Shane, I've never played a Persona game, but I've yes. heard a lot of great things about uh, Persona, 4, Persona 4 Golden. Gold. 
Um, Persona 4 Golden. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm, uh, it makes me curious. We're not sponsored by. If we're not sponsored by uh, uh, Persona or Sony or the Vita. Or the Vita. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it makes me curious about Persona 5, uh, but would I have to play Persona 4, 3, 2, and 1 to understand Persona 5? No. Uh, Perfect. Gameplay-wise, possibly, but it's really just like your standard... Not your standard JRPG, I shouldn't say that, but if you know how to play a JRPG, you'll know how to play Persona 5. Oh, I, well, I love JRPG, so that so that should be fine if I do get it. Um, so what 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 uh, what platforms is Persona Five coming to? PS3, PS4, PS3, both PS3 and PS4. But so so, but what? It's coming out in Japan this year. There is no release date for America yet. But it's basically guaranteed that's going to come here, right? That's going to get localized yeah. and everything? It's pretty much guaranteed. Okay. Atlas always localizes their games for the U.S. because they're probably one of the most popular um, Japanese game creators. So, so you said it's coming to PS3 and PS4, so that begs the question, why does Microsoft hate JRPGs? Because um, they're different. <laughs> they because hate like things that are different. A... The Xbox does terrible in Japan. <laughs> Japanese people just hate Microsoft. This is, this is the point where Microsoft makes <laughs> uh, water fountains for Western RPGs and water fountains for JRPGs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just basically Microsoft has no interest in the market outside of America and yeah. Europe. Um, I, I guess that's fair. They're just playing to the strengths of the of the markets that they're big in, which yeah. is the U.S. and Europe. So, yeah, not big in Japan. Not, not big, big in, in Japan. Japan. I would start playing the song, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get on PS3 and PS4. Is it is it is it like cross save com- like compatible? Like if you get on PS3, could you save your game and then go over to PS4 and then play it there too and have the same save file? I just like... haven't seen anything, mostly because yeah. the PS4 version was a more recent announcement, because originally it was yeah. actually just going to be PS3, because Atlas is kind of, they're a great game developer, but they're kind of slow on the uptake in terms of going to a next generation of console. So the fact it's coming well, out on PS4 at all is awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I can kind of understand why they would just go to PS3 just because the, the install base of PS3 is way bigger than, than PS4 is currently. Uh, PS4 is already pretty close. It's close. Because it, <laughs> most people who play, who, who've played Persona historically have done it on PS3. Yeah. So they know that there's a market for that game there, at least. Yeah. But, I mean, it's great that they bring the PS4 for everyone else, so... Like, because yep. I'm trying to find more and more reasons not to turn on my PS3, but, you know, I do it anyway because I love the games on it. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, that, that's a great decision, just bring it to PS4. Yeah, I think you don't get them a little more sales and just in general, it'll allow a lot more people to play it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think now is a good time for us to switch over, switch gears though, and go into what is everybody playing, and what are you looking like forward to, say, to? I just like to say we ended at exactly one. Ooh, perfect timing. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm transitioning. Don't mess it up. <laughs> so yeah, what 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 are we playing and what are we looking forward to? Let's start with you, Sergio. I'll tell you what I want to play. Uh, I will really have this urge to buy Rogue Legacy. And uh, Rogue Legacy and also another game called Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. Oh I've been about Dungeon. that too. So Rogue Legacy, in case anyone doesn't know about this game, is an, an indie game where you play as a knight and you play as multiple generations of this knight's family. The thing is, though, each not, each generation, each consecutive generation gets a random, like, thing for them. So, like, one of them will be, will have, uh, all, one of them will have, like, a, a ADHD, and so your character <laughs> will jump around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, one character will just set it, will have, uh, uh, like, bipolar, so he'll be unstable to control and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a fun game like that, and they'll have good power-ups and bad power-ups. One of them is if your character will be gassy, so you'll just fight one. Oh yeah, who is uh, IBS? My my yeah. favorite my my favorite uh, trait is when they're gay, mm-hmm. because it doesn't change your character in any way at all. Oh <laughs> no, butt stuff. Oh no, butt stuff. Because it's just like, like stuff. just like the character's gay, but other than that, they're, That's they're it. normal. There's there's nothing there's nothing different because. We're all equal, guys. We're all equal. The other game that I really want to get is The Darkest Dungeon, which if any of you haven't heard about it, look it up. Uh, it's like a it's like a, it's a roguelike type of game uh, yeah. where you have a certain characters and it's permadeath and you're going to this dungeon. Uh, the thing is, though, that your characters can suffer psychological damage, too, along to health damage. So it's going to be it's like a real trick to try to balance both out. And they just go crazy sometimes while they're going in there and they get take damage or if they just see crazy stuff happen. And then, so it's it just looks really in, intense and awesome. That sounds awesome. Yes. So, so you're, not, you're, you're currently not playing anything right now? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm currently a grad student. That's what happens. Okay, well, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but those are the two that I want to play real bad. Yeah. Rogue Legacy, I could definitely recommend because that game is great. Yes, I. Uh, it, it definitely looks like an indie game because it's got yep. those those pixelated uh, graphics and stuff. But other than that, you know, yeah, it's really awesome. So, anyone out there, if you own a Vita or you own a PS4, Rogue Legacy right now is free with PlayStation Plus. Get it, get it. It is totally worth it. It's so good. What's our email? Uh, just in case anybody wants to ask us any questions and stuff, what's our email again? It is pixelclickspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have any questions, go ahead and send us a pixelclickspodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us free games or money or drugs, you can send them through the internet. You can't send us drugs because we are PCB. 
Yes. <laughs> Pixel Clicks Podcast, better with PCP. <laughs> Cody, what are you playing and what are you looking forward to? Uh, pretty much just Dying Light this week. I've been playing that, man. The game right. is pretty legit. Um, I've been looking at a couple other games. I've been, uh, since I got my new video card, I've been slowly coming through the thousands of mods for Skyrim again. Oh, gotta do it again. The thing that's probably gonna take me like a month just to get everything set up to even play it. <laughs> At this point, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Every time I'm like, oh, I got all my mods, and then I go check one last time. Oh God, there's a bunch of new stuff. Ah, there's so many good things. So many good things. So I've been slowly doing that. Uh, I've been contemplating starting Elder Scrolls Online, but I might just wait until. Uh, until it goes for you know uh, buy to play, just because yeah. uh, the right the reason I've been wanting to go is that they, right now they have a uh, the one point six patch for that, and that's kind of like their cataclysm for the game in a way, in that it's pretty much just redoing all the abilities in the game. It's a huge rebalance of the game, uh, and it, pretty much all the class problems and things like that that I that were at release and in the beta. Um, are getting fixed. They're adding a bunch of new stuff. The one guy that everybody goes to on Reddit, uh, I watched his overviews, and I've never seen somebody so excited for a game. So, I, uh, but it's not out yet. If it was out, I'd probably be playing Elder Scrolls right now. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I've been looking at is this little indie game on Steam called Besiege, and it's basically you. It's basically a medieval Kerbal Space Program. Oh. oh man. You build all kinds of different siege devices and people have made like flying swastikas and robots and lowrider cars and <laughs> helicopters. Somebody actually made a rocket. They're just like, No, you're a medieval space program, I'm gonna make a damn spaceship and they literally built a rocket and watched it fly into the sky. <laughs> because it didn't kill anyone, sadly, but oh. <laughs> helicopters, somebody made an actual jet, it, it's just ridiculous what people are making, and then yeah. you know, it's one of the top reviews on Steam is, uh, I tried to make a trebuchet and fired a bomb instead I made a bomb that fired a trebuchet 11 out of 10 another good one was this must be what it feels like to be an orc <laughs> so Made a catapult, exploded. Made a flying machine, crash. Made a death bot with flamethrowers, caught on fire. 10 out of 10 would buy again. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a 98% positive review rate on Wow. Steam. Wow, that's, that's amazing. 2,000 reviews. Wow. 98% are positive. So that kind of speaks for itself. It's pretty it bare bones. I mean, all you're really doing at this point, it's early access. All you're yeah. really doing is just like attacking a single castle with some people. Yeah. And with whatever machine you've built, but I mean, you can do almost anything with you know to make these crazy contraptions like you know like I said, Kerbal Space Program. And then I think yeah. it's only uh, what's the price? It's only seven bucks, super wow. cheap. Not bad. That's not bad. So, and you know, for it having just came out, there, there's apparently like no bugs. It's super polished. Yeah. So hey, you know if you want to. Kill uh, kill little tiny dudes with flying swastika burning machines, or run them over in giant uh, lowriders. This could be your game. 
<laughs> Very tempting. All right, so uh, Shane, yeah. what are you playing? What are you looking forward to? So I am playing Persona 4 Golden. I've been playing that Ooh. for mm-hmm. the last few days. Uh, we're not sponsored by No, we're not. We're not sponsored by I'm playing it. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. We can... I don't need to be sponsored by it to be enjoy it. Uh, I've also been playing Dragon Age, though. Very, very mm-hmm. slowly. Game of the year, Goaty. Uh, Goaty. <laughs> they did. They won Goaty from the like the Dice Academy thing, and that that's oh, like wow. the Oscars of the gaming world. So yeah, all the Goaty is yours. Yeah, the Dice Wars, the design, internet, common entertainment awards. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Uh, well, I guess that's all I've been playing, really, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, I, I did play... I tried playing the Heroes of Might and Magic 3 HD release oh, that. on my iPad. Do not play it! Do not! <laughs> I repeat, it is terrible! Avoid it at all costs! I love Might That's Magic, a topic no. we, could, uh, we could talk about on another day, but it's all these uh, just terrible... It, quote HD remakes that don't really do anything. Yeah, you know. yeah, we could do that. Baldur's Gate HD. <laughs> Those ones are really bad. They're not. It's <laughs> not so much bad as it's just like you can just buy the old Baldur's Gates for way less on like good old games, and then there's mods that make the game look way better than the HD upgrade. So, and of course. I'm looking forward to, just like last week, Bloodborne. Um, oh, yes. Which mm-hmm. now has extra shield. Have you been watching on? It's coming closer. Have you been watching all the like the videos and stuff that they've been putting out? Yeah. IGN is... <clears throat> IGN is currently doing a month-long oh, yeah. thing for Bloodborne. So if you're interested in getting more information about it, you can check them out. But we will also be going yes. over that information too. So, you yeah. know. Bloodborne <laughs> is a part of IGN's first thing. Yeah. <laughs> IGN first, Bloodborne. So, um. Apparently, that's a thing this year, is these like month long, like, hey, this is, woo, check out our game thing. Because, yeah. uh, Game Informer is doing that too with, uh, Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, isn't that what Game Informer has always done? Like,. Yeah, but I mean, like, this whole, like, entire, like, day-by-day, the whole month is devoted to this one game thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're both doing that. It's the new hotness. The new hotness. hotness. All right, Jordan. new hotness monster. Okay. What um, about you? What I've been playing this week, I just finished uh, Metroid Fusion, but I'm going, but I'm playing through it again. Uh, A second play run-through of it, because it's a fun game. I like Metroid. Uh, Too hot to play game. My game, my shirt is Metroid right now. That's Samus. So, um, I've started playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night because I want to play through it again and try to get 200% on that game. Um, if you're not familiar with the game, uh, you play through, you play through the game, and when you fill up the map 100% of the way, that's great. But then there is an entire reverse castle to go through. 
at the end of the game, if you get collect certain items in a certain order and you fight the last boss in a certain way, then you go to the reverse castle and you get the actual ending and you get 200% on that game. My most I've ever gotten is 196%, and I don't know what that last 4% is. So. <laughs> Elusive. So yeah, so I'm going to try playing through the game again and trying to get that, and I'm going to eventually play through it a second time as Richter, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but mostly I've just been playing those two games and uh, Grim Fandango. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not playing as many things as I, as I was last week because I'm trying to I'm trying to calm down a little bit. Simmer down. Yeah, I'm trying to dial it back a little bit. Um what I'm looking forward to, however, I'm looking forward to Evolve. I'm looking forward to uh, The Order, 1887. <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing Life is Strange. The first episode came out uh, last Friday. Or is it this past Friday? Yeah, this past last Friday. Friday yeah. And I'm looking forward to playing Resident Evil Revelations, episode one, because that's also episodic. So I'm looking forward to playing all those games because, well... Resident Evil, because Resident Evil is one of my favorite genre, uh, favorite series of all time. Uh, Life is Strange looks interesting, because it, it's basically Gone Home mixed with uh, Prince of Persia, so I'm curious about that. Uh, the good. Order of 1887 is, you know, a third-person action game where you fight werewolves and stuff <coughs> in Victorian London when everyone with, with Steam looks like an amazing game to watch someone else stream. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I it feel like, like I'm going to definitely do that. But I am going to play it because I want to. And I want to shoot a werewolf in the face with a shotgun. Just I'll me. wait until Bloodborne uh, so I can cut a werewolf in the face yeah. with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> And then you also have a shotgun, so... Yeah, yes, you do have a shotgun. Too. Instead of a shield, you have a shotgun. And, of course, uh, Evolve, which we talked about earlier. I'm looking forward to playing that, because I just want to see if it's going to be a train wreck. Swampy <laughs> <laughs> so, Godzilla, man. Just, that atomic breath. I just want so to grab that's... another monster, tear its mouth open, and shoot atomic yeah. breath into its mouth. That was amazing. I was, <laughs> was, I was literally oh in the theater just going, holy shit, that just happened! That was the best scene just ever. It's all... The movie was like, I was like, alright, this is a good movie so far. It's great. all dusty stuff, and all of a sudden, you see the bottom of his tail turn blue. Like, what's that? Then yeah. the rest of his, of his spines turn blue. Like, oh, he can do this. That was probably, <laughs> like, one of the most amazing cinematic moments of last year. Was that, was, that was the hypest moment ever. <laughs> you been so pissed off that you fired atomic death into somebody else's mouth because they made you angry. Yeah, that, and when he kills like the other, the little one, by just literally just like he's flying at it, and he just grabs it and swings him into the building. Like fuck you! <laughs> yeah. I'm, done with you. I'm done with you. Okay, no more Enough. of this. And then he takes a nap. <laughs> yeah, he takes the nap. Takes a nap, then he goes. Then he goes home. Just, yo, I'm not dead. I'm just like, at rest. It was it was a tough fight. Yeah. Okay, that's well, cool. We yeah. we have 15 so, minutes, which means. Thank you guys for watching. No, no, <laughs> we can. We have, we have, I, I don't know. we have time to talk about how. How do you guys feel about the Daredevil trailer? Oh, I have not seen it yet. Oh, I was just like, 
I want to. I like how we have this kind of weird renaissance going on right now, where there's just like superhero and sci-fi shows and fantasy stuff like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Sure. All the movies are sci-fi or superhero or fantasy. All the new shows are like it's it's amazing. Netflix is just shitting out new shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got it's Netflix is just like, well, goddamn money. Literally now. Let's make all the shitting stuff. out shows. <laughs> like every week, it's like, oh, we got another big ass show that's got a giant. You know, they they got that one show. Oh, I can't remember what it is, but it's gonna have like an insane amount. Of, I think it's I want to say it's the slap. No, that's a different one. There's some well, show that they have like a billion big name actors on for some reason. Oh, it's that remake. Not remake. It's like a sequel to a movie that was in the nineties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What? I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I can't remember the details of it. I read Fine. it sparingly, but I looked at the. I was just like, what? There's like ten huge actors in this. this it has is crazy. Like Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, Elizabeth Banks and some well, other people, aka generic see. early twenty two thousand hipster movie. Because see, I, I don't know, I don't know about whatever the hell you guys are talking about, but what, one thing that I'm curious about is from in an article from the Wall Street Journal. They said that Netflix your sources. Yeah. that Netflix is developing a Legend of Zelda TV show. That yeah, that's the and, big rumor today. That's the thing. Yeah, like, everybody on Reddit is just like wetting themselves in excitement for this. Yeah, like it, it, it's still it's still just a rumor because if you read that article, they don't it, they don't really say anything about yeah, no. it. It's like, just a rumor. It, it's kind of amazing that that was the headline for it on the Wall Street Journal. But granted, it's the Wall Street Journal Speakeasy, which is I'm pretty I think it's their their blog yeah. portion of their website. So, like, it really needs to be taken with a grain of salt. But I'm amazed at how many media outlets are saying it's happening according to the Wall Street Journal. Like, <laughs> well, good for you, princess. Yeah, uh... like. Terrible. If that show does happen, if that show does happen, I know for a fact. At one point, Link, whoever plays Link, is gonna go. Well, excuse me, princess. He's gonna say it like that. Yes. I just want them to get like the biggest, buffest, manly man to play Link, just because it'll not <laughs> make any sense. We'll just have a really just get like Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, like God. We'll have Fabio no, play get... Link. They should um... get the guy who played the mountain to play. Link. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you guys don't know, the guy who played the mountain on Game of Thrones is insanely strong and was able to lift a was it six thousand pound log or something this week and walk with it? Not six thousand. It was thirteen seventy. One thousand three hundred seventy pounds. Okay. Hey. Yeah. It was still impressive. Only one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It was super impressive. <laughs> Uh, he, he, the only reason why he decided to move this log is because there's a old Norse Norse myth. No, yeah, yeah old, a Norse myth of a dude who was so powerful that like 50 dudes had to pick up this log and put it on his back. 
and he took three steps with it until his well, it before his a, spine broke. It wasn't a log. It, it was literally the mast of a ship. Oh, oh. well. <laughs> yeah, he was just trying to cosplay as a Torn from WoW. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, as the story goes, the dude, like, 50 other dudes had to lift up this this mass of the ship put it on the dude's back and he carried it for three steps and then his back broke and that was that was it. Yeah. So this so this dude who everyone calls him Thor because Thor is in his name. Yep. Uh, he he grabs this lock. He takes five steps. His back doesn't break. Throws it down like a G. He's like, "What now? I'm the Viking master. I'm the mountain. I squish people's eyeballs out and I can lift." A giant Where lock. is your Norse god now? <laughs> yeah. Are, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. But yeah, I haven't seen the Daredevil. Uh, and in the spare time, he squishes people's heads. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, Daredevil trailer, I was like, alright, not bad. Okay. It was surprising. It looks like it would be like a little darker and grittier than I was expecting. I, that's the only thing that makes me slightly concerned is I'm like, usual Marvel fare is kind of like slightly away from the darker, grim dark stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but it matches if, if it Daredevil. Yeah. But I'm interested to see if Mar- Marvel can pull off dark now. <laughs> oh, I Okay. Again, I haven't seen this trailer, but if it's dark, I'm sure it'll be fine because they're working with Netflix. Netflix yeah. can do dark. Yeah. It's That's definitely, one I do it's like definitely about a show Netflix that is... works for Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So That's when that comes out, I will watch about. all episodes in probably a day. And it'll be coming out on March. Freaking March, man. Something? March is, March is nuts. March, March is nuts. I don't remember the exact date. I just know it's in March. Uh, but yeah, like Cody was saying, it's cool that all these shows are coming out that are based on superheroes oh, yeah. and fantasy. And I'm glad that like Netflix stuff. is doing them because that lets them get away with more stuff. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they owe a lot of that to, to certain shows called Arrow and also uh, mm-hmm. Flash. Mm-hmm. Those shows are on yeah. point. Well, okay. True that. Two second range. The Flash has been amazing. Flash is amazing. Arrow, eh. It's been going a I'm with you there. Last <laughs> season was amazing. This season, I just I don't care about any of the storylines right now. I want to, but I just don't care. Guys, I've, all, I've, all, I've only seen up to season two of Arrow, and I just like the show for it being what it is like it it's trying to take itself seriously but i can't take it seriously yeah the best part, like, like that the best it. part of arrow is that ridiculous wig that they have him wear whenever he's in the flashbacks that wig is like dead <laughs> I, love the, of his head. I love the wig it's just like no my, my favorite <laughs> thing is when when he just had a hood on and put green paint on his face and no one knew who the hell he yeah, was exactly yes. Always really bad. That was, that was my it's favorite. Probably the worst. Yeah, it's probably the worst of those. My favorite moment is when they did the uh, the boxing glove arrow. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, oh. that's pretty. That was pretty awesome. But sorry, Flash beats it because Gorilla Grodd, Zoom, 
Uh, all the rogues. And Cisco, the MMA fighter. Cisco is an MMA fighter, even though he doesn't hasn't showed any sign of being that before now. Uh, Don't piss him off, because he will wreck you. <laughs> you. I mean, it, it makes sense that the Flash can do more like super villainy villains. Just but, because hey, it's the freaking Flash and he is a superhuman. But see, the problem is, don't put the two shows in the same universe and then underutilize one show over the other. By like, if you if you have the Arrow in the same universe, that means supervillains can show up in Starling City. They're not gonna just yeah. stick around Central City and be like. Especially with like all these people that have powers like them are getting their asses kicked, I'd be like, you know what, maybe I should get out of this town. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, the Flash is here and he's kicking our butts. I'm gonna go to Starling. There's that dude over yeah, there who could just shoot some banks than like pretty much anywhere else in the world that would be way easier to rob than these ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. probably season four, you're gonna start seeing more super villains in Arrow just because of what they're doing in Flash. Like that. That's. I feel like that's a given. I feel like it is. I need to see Oliver Queen fight Grodd. <laughs> I feel like Grodd's just going to see Oliver and be like, uh, you died and then came back. No, Grodd's going to... No, so you don't understand. Grodd's going to come after him and he's going to get shot in the back with those surprise arrows they used on the Flash. Oh, yeah. Uh, although, there's one thing that bothered me about... Um, Arrow that made me kind of mad, and it's what they did to Solomon Grundy. Oh yeah. Yeah, they kind of reduced that to. I was hoping maybe one day they'll bring it up, but yeah, I was hoping they bring like, it hey. back. Didn't happen. That was before they had the Flash though, so it was kind of yeah. like we don't want to do too, anything too crazy, and then yeah. now yeah. they have the Flash, they can totally get away with stuff like and that. And I think that's yeah. why season three is suffering, um, is because they actually filmed. The vast majority of season three before they started filming Flash. Mm. So season three is suffering because they got rid of Katie Lots and decided Laurel needs to actually matter. Well, and she yeah. should have been to die. But yeah, just in general, I think the guys who were the showrunners for Arrow were like, I think we're gonna wait and see if people actually like the Flash, and then if people like the Flash, maybe we'll start doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I definitely feel though that like the Flash has a much bigger budget. Like I don't know if they actually do, but it just certainly feels like it. Definitely. Feels well, like I, it. I mean, one of the reasons why Arrow is how it is now is because they started off as, as like a grounded show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like to all of a sudden start putting in super villains. It is kind of weird for the tone of the show. Well, I think yeah, it's definitely weird for the show, but I think they're doing a good step forward um uh, introducing ray palmer was a good idea to push lamar in the suit looks ridiculous suit looks ridiculous it is robocop-esque but robocop plus like for a tv show a football i'm okay man. with it but um i digress i think that we should wrap it up so, All right. Right. anybody got anything else? Are we I good? think, like, Sergio's, like, sleeping. I think you hear him snoring. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think Sergio's done. I wouldn't be surprised yep. if Sergio is actually snoring. Well, well, since Sergio is already asleep, we should probably follow him. So thank you guys yep. so much for watching and or listening. This has been the Pixel Clicks podcast. Uh, you can find us at various things on social media. I don't know what our social <laughs> yeah. media is. We're still putting our stuff together. We're still it's putting pretty much all together. Pixel Clicks podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go to if you want to email us, go to uh, email pixelclickspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And yeah. So maybe we'll eventually have a thing where we answer, uh, uh, answer listener questions. slash viewer questions and such. Uh, so yeah. Send that's us the thing. We like butt send stuff. us butt stuff. Apparently, butt we enjoyed stuff. that. Right, uh, and we're, butt stuff. we're working on populating our our Facebook page and doing Twitter stuff. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna get like a Pinterest and a Tumblr too, and a Match.com. So stay tuned. Oh, Tinder, and all a, those t- good a Tinder account for all you yes. ladies out there. Oh, that's right. We decided on Tinder. That's right. <laughs> if you find <laughs> us on Tinder, swipe. The good way. The good way. Swipe, right? swipe the good way. <laughs> All right. Is it swipe swipe left for a yes? Yeah. So swipe swipe the good way. <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed right. your um, daily dose. Of that's PCA. our new tagline. Goodbye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.